Welcome back to B-Side Stories, 7.83am, you with Martin Andrews, Laurie and Laura here, and bringing in our next guest, Henry Fisher. Welcome, Henry. Welcome. <laughs> Kia ora, Martin. Thanks for that. <laughs> so, uh, the, earlier this year, you completed Tour Aotearoa. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, that's right. It was um, uh, a yeah, cycle tour of New Zealand. Um, started in February and finished um, just before Easter. Sure, sure. And that's 3,000 Ks. Uh, how many riders in that? Yeah, so uh, well, the numbers worked out pretty well. Uh, I think it was, so it's 3,000 Ks. Um, uh, Do you call them riders or cyclists? Oh, or riders, yeah. Riders. Well, I found out this. <laughs> I thought I was a cyclist and, <laughs> yeah. and knew what I was doing. But, um, yeah, so 300 of them headed off, but they were, they were riders, these guys. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. Were you a uh, career cyclist or a lifetime cyclist? coming into this um ah oh, so i've just i've just cycled all my life and that's my main way of getting about sure and i yeah really enjoy it and um i guess i thought i knew what i was doing and then yeah when i thought oh yeah i'll try out the cycle touring stuff sounds pretty cool you know sure. i've been out for the odd weekend and that so i tried this event and it was just epic yeah and what uh, what leads you to wanting to take on a a tour like this i mean i imagine that's a huge undertaking um yes way bigger than i expected so um uh, it was uh, organised by the Kennett brothers, specifically Jonathan Kennett. They do a lot of cycle stuff. You guys probably all know this already. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, and Jonathan's a friend of mine, and he said, oh, look, this in the cancellation. Um, we've got a space. Do you fancy jumping on? This is just before Christmas. And I thought, uh, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Sure. Yeah. So you're, you're the type of person that will jump, uh, try and any new experience? Uh, maybe not any, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, this sounded pretty cool. And, yeah, as I said, I always wanted to try um, touring and, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, had you not done a tour at all prior to this? Um, I'd sort of done a weekend away, that sort of stuff, um, and thought, yeah, yeah, that seems pretty straightforward. Just times that by, you know, 15, for your right. Sure, <laughs> sure. So tell yeah. us about the, so you having the discussion in December hmm. and you heading the road in, sorry, when was it March? Um, February 21st was February the first 21st. Day, yeah. So so what what went on in that? Eight, so it was, a, it was maybe a bit before December that we talked, but... Um, we, yeah, basically, I just thought, okay, what do I need to do? Um, mm-hmm. So I started making uh, bags for my bike because um, I quite like making stuff. And so you already had a bike that was suitable for. Oh uh, no! I, yeah, well, I thought it was. Hey, eh? it's um, just a bike. Um, it's not a fancy bike. No suspension or anything like that. Nice big, strong steel mm-hmm. bicycle. Um, and I thought that'll do. And I made some pannier bags for it. And you know, went out for a couple of rides and had a weekend maybe 10 days before i had a long weekend out and as training and that almost killed me <laughs> i thought okay all right um i'll just so, so you, you were based in wellington at this time yes yeah so yeah. where were you doing your training was it around here? Uh, yeah yeah so i just go around the bays um stuff like that yeah. i live up um above wadestown so every day it's i'm decent, cycling in yeah, and out yeah, it's a good sure, hill yeah. well that's what i thought <laughs> um but yeah i found out that new zealand's mostly hills and mostly uphill <laughs> How much weight did you have on the bike? Uh, I had quite a lot, actually. Um, my bike itself was about 14 kilograms, and my baggage ended up being a, uh, just under 20, I think, something like that, mm. um, which I thought I was doing really well. And I think I was, try- I was comparing myself to cycle tourists all the time, and I think I did really well to pare down stuff. But I didn't really understand the difference between cycle tourists and these riders who, who do these, what they call brevets, these events. Um, and they just carry almost nothing at all. Eh? It's really impressive to see what, what they get down to. 
Well, if that's the case, how do they manage, you know, when the going gets tough as far as weather and... Because um, uh, I, I take it you, you, you take a tent? And yeah, so I took a tent, I took a small tent and sleeping bag and that sort of stuff and everything was as tiny as it could be and, you know, one set of thermals that'll get me through. Um, they would just take like a fly sheet. Um, some of them didn't take a roll mat. Sleeping bag, right. yep. maybe some of the. I, it was just honestly. So nuts. they go for lightness of bike over comfort of sleeping and yeah, that thing. yeah. Because I think a lot of these brevets, eh, they're, they're like um, maybe just a few days long, and actually they don't care if they don't sleep very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, that's the goal is to be on the bike. And some of them, so we had to stop for I think a six hour period every twenty four hours, and some of them would be on the bike for eighteen hours. Right. So, so, and then in the six-hour period of stopping, you obviously rest a bit, but you'll fix your bike, you'll have some food, you know. So actually, you're probably not really thinking about sleep. Sure, but, uh, sure. I was though. <laughs> so overall, you you completed the three thousand k in twenty six days. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. What was true. the quickest rider? Uh, the quickest. So right, we so thirty days was the most you could spend. Mm-hmm. The least you could spend was ten days. And ten I, days. Yeah, yeah. And I think the quickest rider was maybe just under 10 days or something like that, or, you know, dead on the 10 days. It was just outstandingly fast. It's just unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. Would that be somebody that has done quite a few of these and he's kind of conditioned to long-distance riding? Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so I, I don't know much about cyclists. I'm sorry, I'm not being very informative. But the guy that um, – well, there were two guys that crossed the finish line together, and one of them last year won the uh, what's called the Great Divide, which is a big bike ride in North America. Um, and yeah, he went there and, and apparently just destroyed it and everyone just went, what, you know, from where New Zealand? Oh, okay. Um, so that was really amazing. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So leading up to the, the beginning of the, is it a, it's not a race, is it? It's just, no, it's an event. It's an event. (laughs) Yep. Sure. Sure. So you you arrived and you were ready and and everything and you just got started from Cape Deyanga. You all started together. Yeah. So, um, so we went up, uh, I shared a, a van up with, that took our bikes and all of us, uh, about 12 of us went up. Um, I didn't really know many of the other people in, in the van. And, you know, some of them I thought, oh, they'll be good cyclists and whatever, it'd be interesting. And there was lots of conversation in the van about, like, strange things, obviously about gear, about, you know, some of them were saying, oh, you should take a whole load of um, caffeine tablets because then when you get dehydrated, you don't have to worry about stopping. And I was like, well, I think I just want water. (laughs) And then someone else was saying um, stuff like, uh, oh, yeah, so this is how you can vomit without having to get off your bike and stop. And I was thinking, jeepers, hang on, what am I in for with these guys? (laughs) So then we got to Cape Langa and um, got out of the van and and it's sort of shifted from this kind of nice bunch to this really serious bunch of riders who Mm. suddenly look very professional and there was a couple of us feeling very... Uh, normal. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure. Was it all 300 there at the, at the first? Start? No, we went off in three waves. So there was about 100 every every day for the first. Oh, so hang on. The first lot went out and then there was a break and then two other days. And we had to fit in with the tide times coming down 90 Mile Beach. Mm. Wow. So, yeah. Hmm. So what was it like to get started? Did you literally start on 90 Mile Beach? Yeah. We, st- we started actually at the car park at Cape Langer and then you see you, you wind down the road a little bit and then you s- get spat out onto the beach. Mm. Um, that must have been a trial by fire, trying to cycle 90 Mile Beach. Oh, honestly, yeah. So the sand gets it's pretty compacted once the tide goes out. Right. But it's just, I don't know, the first 20 minutes, uh, uh, you know, you're looking around going, this place is just magnificent. And then after that, you're just going, this place is just terrible. <laughs> like, it's just sand. It's like being in a desert, you know. And there's this beautiful sea 
which you can't get in to cool down because then you get salty and things might start chafing and sure. all sorts of stuff like that. So, so tell us about that first day. Um, did you did you make it to the end of the beach? Did you have to camp on the beach? Uh, so how, yeah. Well, how, how were you feeling that first night? Did, were you thinking, okay, this is a great idea? Or were you thinking, oh, gee, I might be out of my depth here? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good point. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, setting off, I just thought, okay, yep, we can do this. It's just under 100k. Got to the beach, thought, yeah, that's okay. It's getting a bit tough now. And then we had a, a headwind all day, and there's no shelter at all on the beach. So, um, and I didn't know things like, you know, you know how um, uh, birds when they migrate, they'll fly in a V pattern, mm-hmm. and so you can do that with cycling as well. And it's a really efficient way to get down the beach. But I was mostly just on my own going down the beach. Mm. Um, and it was just awful. Like honestly, it crushed me spiritually. I think that first day, and mm. I was the last one off off the beach. Some people didn't make it all the way to mm. the end of it. So people, some people, they actually gave up on the tour on the first day. Oh, I don't know about giving up, but um, there's there's a few campgrounds along the beach, so uh, they oh, they didn't make yeah, it to, yeah. to the end before right. the tide came in, yeah, yeah. and so they had to dive off and and get into those campgrounds. But yeah. When I, when I got off, I, I just like basically set up a tent, crawled into it, and just thought, I just want to get to Auckland, and then I'm flying home, and that's it. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah, it was yeah. awful. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> From my perspective. Sure, sure. <laughs> but you made it. You did make it to that first marker. That first... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I made it. And the next day, um, you go around these amazing bays and in and out of forests, and and I slept that next night right in that uh, the Kauri forests. Way up there in the, on the west coast, on the mm, north. Beautiful. And it was just... Is that where Tane Mahuta is? Yeah, so you mm-hmm. passed Tane Mahuta. On, on your the, second on day? The, yeah. And it must have been a, a nice little shot there, just seeing that and... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that really lifted my spirits. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, So that was just like complete opposite to the first day. Yeah. Sure, sure. Magic. That's good. Well, let's... Um, what's the song you've chosen for us here, Henry? Oh, yeah. What so you asked me to here? think of a song. Yep. Um, I've chosen uh, Ngai Wie. Um, uh, yeah, it's an awesome Māori song, which I'm sure most of you are already aware of. But uh, what, what was your introduction to this song? Uh, my introduction to the song was actually watching a documentary on the Top Twins, which I never, <laughs> I hadn't heard of them before, and I, I do love the epic. Top Twins. <laughs> and in actual fact, I've teed up the Top Twins version here. Oh no so, way! <laughs> awesome, good on you. Let's have a listen, listen to this. It's Ngai Uye by the Top Twins.
Welcome back to Access Radio 783 AM, B-Side Stories. You're with Martin, Laura and Laurie. We are here with Henry Fisher, uh, who completed Tour Aotearoa earlier this year. Laura, do you have a question? Yeah, I had a, I had a question. Um, for someone who maybe had a quiet dream of doing some bike touring, hmm. what would be a good way to get started? Um, oh man, that's a good question. Um, so, um, so you cycle a, a fair bit, or like day to day? Yes, a, a, a commuter cyclist. Yeah. but haven't done any long trips. Okay, all right. So, I, yeah, I'd say to start with, get used to the weight. So, I don't know if you do your grocery shopping by bicycle, but try and do that quite a lot, and get used to panniers on your bike and how that feels up and downhill. Um, and then uh, the training ride that I did is, um, I got the bus to just south of Napier, and then I, on a long weekend. And then I rode back from there to Wellington. Um, and you can take all these uh, sort of country roads out near the east coast. It's a really nice route. It's quite hilly, though, um, but really beautiful. And, um, like, I just slept in pub gardens and stuff like that. And uh, once you get um, to Masterton, um, if you're tired out, you can just get on a train and come home. Um, or you can just keep going all the way and go over the what they call the Rimutaka uh, cycle trail, which is the old railway route, and that's just a stunning. That's a really cool route to come come into the city. Do I need to worry about the kind of bike that I have? Uh, most people will probably tell you that you do, but um, I think you don't. <laughs> so I've just done the full length of the country on an inappropriate bicycle, uh, <laughs> and uh, and I reckon you can probably do it. Just get by. I mean, people have been cycle touring. Ah, sorry, cycle touring for you know, decades and on anything that they, they've got. And you don't need to spend a lot of money. You don't need to do stuff like that. Yeah. Just get into it. Yeah. <laughs> Just get into it. <laughs> Just like you did, Henry. Yeah. <laughs> Just jump straight in there. Um, it sounds like it was quite a roller coaster for you, the whole trip, going high highs and low lows. Would that be right? Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, it was massive, actually. Yeah. I mean, there was sort of two, two experiences, really. There was the physical one of you know, my body just falling apart to start with and then recovering. And then by the end, it was, you know, I was like, where's the third island? You know, I just want to keep going. Um, And then, but mentally as well, that was the hardest game. It really was, like some days really, yeah. Tell us about the lowest point that you reached and tell us about the highest point that you reached. Not not physically, I mean emotionally, (laughs) the toll that it took. Um, And vice versa. What, What was a really fantastic moment? Wow, gosh, I haven't really thought about that. Um, so I guess, um, yeah, the lowest point might have been, I would say, almost 90-mile beach, but there was a there was a midpoint as well, um, just coming out of the Waikato River Trail, which is, it's a, again, a beautiful place to be, but that's advanced off-road tracks, and I am useless at riding off-roads. Um, so that was, that was a really, really tough time. There's a photo of you... Um on your Facebook page that is in the center of the North Island. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. You look absolutely exhausted. Yeah, no, you're dead right, actually. Um, that, that was the worst day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the worst <laughs> day. Thanks for reminding me. I, I, I was trying to find um, the photo for our, our um, thing here on Facebook. Oh, okay. So I was scrolling through the photos and I came across that one because there's an actual uh, marker there, isn't there, yeah, from the middle of the a, North Island. It's a really small yeah. concrete sort of obelisk. But and you, you, the photo, you're trying to smile, yeah, but it's yeah, like yeah. you are forcing that thing on your face. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, so I, I wrote a blog as I went, and um, when I posted that picture, the next day I had all these messages from close friends and family who just were saying, just 
you know, are you okay? Do you, do we need to send some help? Cause they, they could see I was wasted, but yeah, that was a, a tough day. But, but actually that same day, um, I started, I, I left the center of the North Island and started on the timber trail. Um, and that is just one of the most spectacular rides through the North Island anyway. Just beautiful, all these beautiful switchbacks, massive gorges you cross on these amazing bridges. Um, I think it's something like 88K, which, um, you know, for the requirements of this brevet, you've got to bash out in, you know, under, under a day. Mm. But if you could spend a couple of days doing that or longer or tramping it, man, that's just stunning. The timber trail is really great. Yeah. Great, great. It mm. sounds like each time you hit kind of a low, mm. there was something just around the corner which would bring you back on. Yeah, yeah. On, on board. And sometimes that was just a cafe, actually, sometimes. Sure, yeah, sure. <laughs> and tell us about the highest point. Like, what, what, was, a, what was the most memorable moment for you? Um, yeah, that's a tough one. Eh? I think maybe coming over the Haas Pass was just was super fantastic. Um, and the reason for that was because the weather was absolutely terrible. Um, and I, I very nearly got too cold. Because like, I, I do a lot of... Um, tramping and a little bit of mountaineering and so i've come through that i've come to learn my body um quite well and so i know when i'm getting close to sort of hypothermic conditions Mm -hmm. and coming up to the harsh pass i was sort of feeling that way so i you know got off my bike and had a vigorous dance and then um and then got back on my bike and then as i went up so you're going up this really steep part and that doesn't last for that long really um but on the way you just see these most incredible waterfalls just just raging in the rain, you know, absolutely pouring down. The noise is terrific and just stunning, yeah. And then after that, there's a, there's a conveniently placed cafe to warm up. And then you just come through the lakes, past Lake Wanaka mm-hmm. and Lake Harwia. Mm-hmm. Were you feeling like yeah. you were on the downward stretch thing? Yeah, that was, that was sort of one of the last, that was the penultimate big hill. Sure. Um, and so, and again, the first bit of the day you're up and then most of the rest of the day you're just cruising down these most amazing places, yeah. How did it feel that, that last two to three days when you knew that you know you were you'd almost made it and you'd, you'd been through all the, the ups and downs and you could see the end in sight? How was was that? Must have been satisfying. Uh, it just uh, I don't know if I felt satisfied. I felt really sad actually. Yeah, I just as I say, I just wanted to keep going because physically, then my body was was kind of going, "Yep, I can do this," and my mind was kind of coping with things. But yeah, I was just. I just wanted to keep going. It was fantastic. And the funny thing was I met a lot of um, people who, who started on the, one of the two days after we did. So they're obviously like fitter cyclists, more into it than I was um, in terms of the cycling side of things. And, and a lot of them were sort of saying how bored they were and how they just wanted it to be over. I think they were just really focusing on the bike ride and the mm. physical challenge. Mm, mm. But honestly, coming, coming down through that last stretch down the West Coast and then through the center of you know, the south bit of the South Island, it is phenomenally beautiful, mm. and the, I mean the was sky that your first is massive. Time down there? No, it wasn't. No, but it's my first time at that pace. Sure, um, sure. I've been down there in a camper van. I mean, before. it's beautiful in a car, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I imagine that on a bike, it must be. Yeah, having that, also. having the time to really look around and just and you know smell the air and talk to people and mm. just stunning. Yeah. So, you, what day did you finish? Um, what day of the week was it? <laughs> um, what was the date that you finished? Oh, what was the date? I can't even remember, but it was, um, oh, the, just, it was a Thursday, I know that, <laughs> but it was just so, uh, maybe was it the 19th or, I don't know, 18th of March, something like that? Sure, sure. Yeah. And, and 
you reach the finish line and what everybody just goes their separate ways and well i mean everybody is everywhere else to be honest you spread out over over that amount of time so i got there i arrived on my own i passed a couple of people who had just got there and were is there, is there some sort of welcoming committee to no, say congratulate like literally no, no. you finish and then yeah yeah you're just like yeah you're expecting trumpets <laughs> yeah and, you or know, something at least someone there to shake your hand <laughs> or congratulations yeah, or... Yeah. no but the funny thing is i mean this was an incredibly under publicized event um but during the the course of the event a lot of people heard about it and so when i did get there i was on my own and there were just some other tourists there, but they had they had all heard about it, and they were like, "Oh, congratulations! It's really good," you know. But they're just complete randomers. I don't know who they were, um, so that was really nice. Well, mm. At least somebody was there to give you a pat on the back. Right? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I guess if that's, I guess if that's what you're after. But sure. it was just so cool being down there and, and to be able to look across the Fovo Strait and that, and yeah, it's a great place. Hey, it's cool. Hey, Henry, have you got anything in mind for your next big challenge? Um, yeah, that's been a popular question. Mm-hmm. Eh? So um, I don't know. Like, I mean, every every once in a while, I I think you know I have these little midlife crises, whatever. Um, and I think I worked out this is about my thirteenth one of those. So um, I don't know what will come along. As I say, you know, I heard about this just at the end of last year, and I went for it. Um, so whatever comes along, I'll just have a go. Yeah. Real quick, uh, Henry, we're running out of time here. Oh, yeah. um, tell the people about the fundraising that you did for the bike ride as well. Okay, yeah, so um, I was uh, I wanted to do this um, for something else, not just for me. So I raised money for Kaibosh, uh Food Rescue in Wellington. Um, Good old who, local, local charity. Yeah, nice. just really awesome. Um, I've, I'm an architect in sustainable design, and I did a thesis at university about um, food waste and the, you know, the economics, social, and environmental sides of that. Um, and I think what Kaibosh do for Wellington and for all of New Zealand is just... Just a wonderful example, a really successful, awesome thing that they are. Yeah. Great. And how much money did you raise for Kaibosh? Um, so I got people to pledge for me, and it was about just over $5,000 worth of $5,000. So 3,000 Ks, 26 days, $5,000. Well done, Henry. I think it's an, an amazing achievement that wow. you did. And Cheers. you took it on, and, and you, you did it, and I think it's fantastic. Um, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, Laurie, did you have any last words? Uh, I'm just quite blown out that you did that amazing journey and raised that money for Kaibosh. I didn't realise. Thank you. Awesome. No worries. That was my pleasure. Laura? Same. Good job, Henry. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. Keep up the good work. Okay. All right, Wellington, uh, that's our guest for tonight, Eric from Mevo, Henry, uh, who completed Tō Aotearoa. Um, It's Matariki. Get out and about in the city. Have a look around. The Jazz Festival, of course going to leave you here with a little bit of another local band called Hex. This is uh, Witches of the Hex. Until next week, this is B-Side Stories. Keep it up, Wellington. Love your work. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard.